This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 140 is brought to us by Blueberry Markets. That's right. My top Forex broker, for those of you outside of the United States, they do customer service like nobody else does. You get your own personal concierge if you sign up through my link, which is down below in the blog. But what you're also getting now is your choice of two promotions. If you sign up and deposit and trade, you will get either a $50 USD sign-up bonus or up to $300 in trade forgiveness on your first trade should it be a loss. So not only are you getting the world's best Forex broker, you're getting paid to do it. So if you need a Forex broker or a new Forex broker or a secondary Forex broker, click the link down below and go to the blog and check it out. If you click the affiliate link at the bottom of that blog, all of those benefits can be yours and more. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and we're going to go ahead and continue off of what we were doing last week, where I just go to CoinGecko, I see what the, the top coins are, and just go right down the list, analyzing each one. Uh, just like before, I have no notes. Uh, I'm just going to look at it and riff and hope I remember to, to cover everything I mean to cover on these, because some of these I hold, some of these you hold, some of these we both hold. Or would maybe like to hold someday. I suppose one quick note, I don't think the order is going to change, but I am doing this on a Thursday night. I'm going to be out of town this weekend. But apart from that little bit, let's go ahead and get right into it. I'm going to click over to CoinGecko, and yes, XRP is still number six. We will start with that, because I did the top five last week, if you were not aware. So, XRP, why is it not pumping with the rest of the market? Well, there's a few things I can say here. One, it's also not dropping much when the market drops. XRP holders are very stalwart. They are willing to see this thing all the way through, and not financial advice, but that is the approach I'm taking too. And I think that's the only way to play it. Because look, there really is at this point, especially now that the main meat of the lawsuit is over, there's not a lot of hype behind this, and honestly, nor should there be. And that's not a knock on XRP. The things XRP wants to do and the partnerships it wants to make and foster, those stories are not going to be known for probably another couple of years. You know, it got really slowed down during this trial. And if you are a new investor looking for some place to put their money and you have your choice of something like XRP or something right above it like Solana that has all this, you know, imagined upside potential, then Solana is probably where you're going to go. And if not Solana, probably some other layer one, uh, you know, a layer one that's not named XRP. A lot of people don't really know what XRP does or what it's trying to do. I did a whole episode on it. You can just go ahead and uh, go to my channel or go to your podcast player and type in XRP. I'm not going to do that here for the sake of time. But those reasons are the main reasons why you're not seeing a lot of money come into it. You know, the whole world is asking why XRP isn't pumping with the rest of the market. I think the answer is fairly obvious. But our superpower here at the 10-Minute Contrarian is we play the long game. Now, I know some of you say you do, but your actions would dictate something totally different. I see the way some of you complain when your token doesn't moon with the rest of them. I see the way some of you flip out when your token drops 4 or 5% when the rest of the market is either stagnant or going up. This is exactly what mushy middle people do, not us. So if you are in XRP, I don't see any reason for concern. It's just the things we are looking to accomplish with this token are going to take a while to happen. 
They're going to be less hypey. And what we are doing here is really the same thing we're doing with something like Cardano or with Litecoin. We are putting our chips behind something that we know works and works really well. Because in my opinion, there's going to be two halves here. There's going to be the hype cycle. And then once the hype cycle has already played out, after that, it's going to be, okay, what works? Because if something works really well, other companies are going to want in too. And if something works, it's going to generate a lot of revenue all the time. And I feel like XRP fits that bill. And because I am an actual long-term holder, I still feel pretty good about XRP. If I ever don't, I'll let you know. All right, what is next? Okay, this is something stupid that CoinGecko does that CoinMarketCap does not do. Uh, number seven is Lido staked Ether, which is stupid. It's not like more Ether was created, and that's number seven or some other token. It's just staked Ether. It's like wrapped Bitcoin. Like It's not, not that more Bitcoin was created. They just decided to waste our time by putting this in the top 10. So moving on, ADD brain, got to go back here. Ah, USDC. Now, this to me is still probably, if we're ranking stable coins, which we've done on the blog before, and I think we've done it on the actual podcast. I think we have. Um, I would put this still at a solid number two behind Tether, but it's really going the wrong way. So if you remember in the past, and I lived through this, um, I had most of my stablecoin money in USDC. The Silicon Valley Bank thing happened. Now, they really did get a raw deal, USDC did, because they only have about $44 million in cash, which is fine. Um, and only, which, I mean, it's a small amount of their entire holdings. And only $3 million of that was in Silicon Valley Bank. Yet, that thing literally dropped from a dollar to $0.85 cents during the night of that crisis. I got out at like 94 spot five, something like that, because even though I knew it was ridiculous and is probably almost certainly going to go back to a dollar, I also know how irrational people are. And this was midnight in the Western Hemisphere, so I knew when the Western Hemisphere woke up and they saw this thing sitting at 90 cents or 85 cents, wherever it was going to end up being, that there was a chance that they would panic and start dumping too. So I had to make a decision. Now, I know I've told this story already before. But um, you have that, which scared people like me off that thing permanently. I still have a little bit, but not a lot. I'm doing just fine with Tether. I'm very happy with it. Thank you very much. Um, but they, USDC lost a lot of market share in the stablecoin market. Their market cap has gone up, but their market share has gone way down to Tether. Plus, they're also suing Tether for something. I don't remember what it was because I don't think it's going to work, so I don't really care. Uh, they just got kicked off of the Tron blockchain, which if you know anything about stablecoins, you know how significant that is. It's just, it's bad, man. Everything's going the wrong way with USDC. On top of that, it's being known as the banker coin, you know, the U.S. government coin. And you can see this as a positive or negative, I know. Uh, but again, it just seems like everything is going the wrong way here. Next up, what do we have? We have Cardano. All right. Our beloved Cardano. I was accumulating this at 9 to 13 cents years ago. I've already taken profit twice on it, and I still managed to have a really nice size bag. And it's a bag I'm going to hold for a while. So a lot of, like what we said with XRP, we have something that we know works and works really well. Is it behind on technology a little bit? Yes. But if you didn't already know it was going to be that way before purchasing Cardano, then you're not doing your homework. This is what Cardano does. 
They go slow, they lag behind, but when something comes out, it works, and it works tremendously. Now, unfortunately, because they lag behind, during this hype cycle, they didn't have a whole lot to latch onto. They have a robust gaming catalog. If you follow Cardano, you know this, but none of them are really getting people all that excited, except for what we have done a dedicated episode to on this podcast, Cornucopius. That is absolutely going to be their flagship game. Oddly enough, like a lot of game titles are doing, Cornucopius has now gone multi-chain. They're on the ETH chain now as well. So who even knows if they're going to carry the torch for Cardano in that respect? But that's a lot of what this past um, hype cycle was about. Gaming and AI, really. Um, Now Cardano does have AI tokens. They have done very well. But during this current cycle, it just hasn't gotten the news and attention that other blockchains have. And that irritates people. But this is, again, this is just something you're going to have to live with. We invest in Cardano because we believe in what they will be doing down the road when a lot of people are using it. Now, that is a bit of a downside question. How many people will actually be using it compared to other blockchains? That's really hard to say. You know, if you're going to market Cardano to somebody, you wouldn't say, well, they go slow and do things right. That's not exciting because you don't know what type of features somebody might want. And gone are the days really where the narrative was going to be, hey, this is going to be the fastest chain or the cheapest chain. Cardano is very fast and it's very cheap. I love using it. But it's not going to win either one of those contests, probably ever. The contest it probably will win is going to be crypto's most decentralized chain. And there is going to be an audience for that. There already is. We have seen mad inflows into Cardano's DeFi system. Now, the downside there is you have to grade on a curve. You know, if you measure the, the TVL in Cardano compared to other chains, it doesn't look good. Even SWE, which is the new hot layer one blockchain right now, which has only been around for been around for less than a year, as far as I know, has already passed up Cardano in TVL on their DeFi system. However, that still doesn't take away from a lot of people are piling into Cardano right now. And people are freaking out. They're like, oh, it's not pumping with the rest of the market. Yeah, it is, dude. Bitcoin in the last six months has gone up 93%. ETH has gone up 81%. The ADA token has gone up 118%. It's like, what are you talking about? For a chain that doesn't have a huge narrative behind it right now, especially a gaming or an AI narrative, I'd say it's doing really well. Again, there's people who are concerned about this. You guys are the biggest bunch of fake-ass long-term holders I've ever seen. When push comes to shove, you guys get all worried. Here is how I'm going to play this. Because remember, like I said, I've already taken profit a couple times. I don't plan on buying any more ADA. I'm satisfied with what I have, and I have a lot. If you guys know, I play a lot of Cardania, and I'm into Cornucopius and a couple other projects. I have so many CNFTs that if I were to ever sell those, I would get a bunch of ADA back as well. So it's hard to even really say how much I have, but there's just no need for me to buy more because of those things. I am happily going to sit back and watch this cycle play out and see what Cardano does, and then I'll make a decision after that. Because in all fairness, it really did drop a lot. From top to bottom, Bitcoin dropped about 70%. Cardano dropped over 90. I think it topped out at $3.40. It dropped all the way down to what was like 23 cents at one point. You know, history doesn't always repeat itself, but that is concerning. So you do want to maybe make some decisions once you feel like this cycle has ran its course. Uh, But I, for one, still think we're in the early innings 
of this cycle. So I am sitting back and holding, and I'm holding happily. I think I know what we have next. Let's double check. We have, yes, Avalanche, Sleeping Giant. I done told you guys. And even though I'm not a signal service, I'll, I'll bet you less than 5% of you acted after that episode. Avalanche not only continues to have a strong DeFi system, they are becoming a giant and the place a lot of gaming companies want to go and build and develop. And beyond gaming, contrarians, some of these partnerships are monstrous. Like I said last week, we're going to probably have a future episode talking about this, so I won't do it too much now. But even though I'm not in buying mode right now, I would not mind loading up on more Avalanche. I mean, you want to talk about asymmetry, it is here. They survived the bear market, they built through the bear market, and they became stronger and coveted after the bear market. It's the best combination of everything. So as you guys saw, I took profit when it reached 45. It came back down to near 30. I bought more. I did all of this on Twitter, by the way. Feel free to follow me on Twitter. Link down below in the description. But I am extremely excited for the future here. All right, let's do one or two more. What is after Avalanche? We have Tron. Everybody craps on Tron, which is interesting because I agree, Justin's son might be a bit sketchy, to say the least. But damn it if this thing just doesn't keep firing away, and it's actually growing. Like, if I were to ask you to name one dApp on the Tron blockchain, could you do it? Probably not. Uh, but they do have an ecosystem, and it's actually growing. You know, there's places in Asia that kind of like to do their own thing, would rather use chains that they feel are more native to them. And Tron is this high on the list at number 11, simply on the strength of its cheap blockchain for transmitting USDT. If it is able to do anything else, expect this to probably go up more. You know, it's certainly a risk-reward play, but I would probably be more bullish than bearish, even though I don't own any. You know, am I going to buy any? Probably not. You know, I watch over my downside probably to a fault here, but if you are a little more risk-on than I am, this could be an under-the-radar play here. Under-the-radar at 11 overall. How crazy is that? All right, let's do one more here. Is Doge next? I think it is. Yeah, Dogecoin at number 12. How is this thing still number 12? Well, if it's not obvious, the only upside I think this thing even has at this point, because yeah, it's a meme coin, people like meme coins, but at such a high market cap, it takes all the excitement and fun and drama out of having meme coins. So it's kind of dead in that regard, except for the fact that goofy-ass Elon Musk might use it as a method of payment for his X platform. And on that simple possibility, that is why this thing still remains this high. I heard somebody say on YouTube a couple weeks ago that the reason why Doge hasn't moved and hasn't gone down a lot is because most Doge holders have already smoked themselves so stupid they probably forgot they even had Dogecoin, which is plausible, I suppose. Uh, but apart from the possibility of becoming a payment rail on Twitter, I can't see any, any reason to buy now. Like, who's buying Dogecoin now? You're either holding for this possibility or, again, you, you probably just forgot you even owned it. And that will conclude episode 140. Um, I can see a world where maybe even next week I continue to go down the list and we do more of these. Let me know in the comments section on YouTube. Do you like this? Should we keep going? And give your comments, and, and I asked you all to do this last week, and man, 
It was not what I expected. I, I gave my analysis on the top five coins last week, and I said, hey, give your opinion on the top five coins as well. And maybe like two of you did that, and the rest of you just mentioned other coins, which is really weird. I used to always yell at my Forex traders for not being able to follow simple directions. You guys were supposed to be better than this. Contrarians, if you would like to, if I haven't already scared you away, let me know if you agree or disagree on my analysis of XRP, Lido Staked Ether, USDC, Cardano, Avalanche, Tron, and Dogecoin. But whichever tokens of all of these that you are interested in, just remember the whole HODL DCA method is absolutely undefeated so far. And when you listen to the 10 Minute Contrarian podcast, you get to buy these things cheap because as it has always been, we are not crazy. We are just early.